Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creator and writer of the comic book Scarlet Ranger Inheritance Part 1, currently on Kickstarter, Ro Lamb. Welcome, Ro. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. But uh, outside my introduction, who is Ro Lamb and what are you about? Well, um, well, you said my name is Ro Lamb. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I am married. I have four kids. Um, and I just love telling stories. I love to write. I love to tell stories. And that's that's what I do. All right. Well, what is Scarlet Ranger Inheritance Part One about? Um, Scarlet Ranger is a um, it's a super it's a superhero story. Um, it's a 20 page um, comic book. The first installment of a series that I've been writing since um, I probably say two or three years. I've been writing for about two or three years. And it's about a young engineer who inherits the title of Scarlet Ranger from his grandfather. Um, and then once he inherits the title, his, uh, one of his grandfather's old enemies begins to attack the city. And when that happens, it then causes him to have to fight um, not only for the city, but also for his family and um, the legacy that his grandfather has, has left him. And so ultimately it's really, you know, at the heart of it, it's a, it's a father son story. Um, you know, it's about this young man who inherits, you know, this, this title from his grandfather. But if you notice the grandfather's son, which would be my main character's dad, didn't take up the title. And so they sort of have, you know, their own turmoils around this title of Scarlet Ranger. So at the heart of it, it's about, you know, fathers and sons and, and also what it looks like to, uh, forge your own path um, while still honoring the traditions and the legacies that, that came before you. Can you elaborate on your creative process for Scholar Ranger Part 1? Um, I remember um, listening to the trailer on the Kickstarter, and it's a great trailer, by the way. Um, <laughs> but you, you say it was sort of like, I guess, elaborate on how like it was an idea in your head, and then now you're trying to achieve the, the final product. Because in the trailer, you talk about how it was like a cool idea that you had, and then it turned into, it transformed into um, a story about like honor and legacy. Right, so can right. you elaborate on the process a little bit more, please? Yeah, so I, I think um, I've always wanted to write, you know, comic books and stories and movies. And one day I just, I just decided like, it's, you just have to do it. Like you have to sit down and you have to do it. And I just remember, I was actually at, um, I was watching Black Panther. And I was watching it and I'm seeing all these cool things happen, you know, on the screen. And I said, I need to do like, I need to start putting my ideas on the page because that's where it starts, right? This, this big movie I'm watching, it started with somebody saying, wow, I have an idea. I need to, I need to put it down. And so I left that theater and I just played like this random game. I picked a random color. I got, I think it was red, but I was like, all right, let me do Scarlet. And then I was like, all right, what, Scarlet what? And I just came up with Scarlet Ranger. And so, you know, in the video, I say it just started as a fun superhero story. And that's what it was. It was just this fun, you know, Scarlet Ranger running around the city doing these things. And then I just started, you know, as I was writing drafts and playing around with it, um, I started to look at my own life and just looking at, you know, some of the, the things that I've gone through with my own dad. You know, my dad is a, he was a pastor. He also played, you know, a little bit of professional basketball. And there are times when I'll be places and people will know me 
just by my name. I'm a junior. And so they'll know me. They'll say, oh, is your dad so-and-so? I remember watching him play basketball in college. And that's happened to me multiple times. And I just realized, like, there's sometimes this pressure, you know, when, when your dad or your, your, your mother is somebody who is um, affluent or, you know, special, that can sort of get passed down to you as a child. And so, I don't know, I just started to think through that and just took some elements of that and put that into the story. And that's how it became about, you know, legacy and, you know, wanting to honor the legacy, but also wanting to be, you know, your own person, you know, and that, that's, that's how that came to be. Okay. Um, could you, not could you, um, how was your experience searching and working with collaborators? Like, how did you, how did you know that Sai and Koi were the ones that were right for this project? So Koi, um, so Koi and I worked together on a, um, on my website, there's a short 10 page black and white comic book. Um, it's actually a fantasy story that I wrote. And I don't even remember how, oh, I saw Koi's work on Twitter, reached out to him and we actually, you know, worked on that story. We did, it was 10 pages. Um, and so when I finished that, I then was like, okay, you know, I actually did another short story with someone else. And then I was like, all right, it's time for me to do Scarlet Ranger. And so I started looking around for artists and I was asking people to connect me with different people. And the process really was really difficult. It was difficult to like find somebody who could do, you know, the types of things that I wanted and, and just, you know, being able to mesh the different styles, um, that would mesh their style, mesh their style with what I have in my head. Um, and so then I just said, you know, I'm just going to go back and see if Koi is available. I'm going to ask Koi to do it. We did the 10 pages. It was great. Let me see if he can do this. And when I reached out to him, he said, yeah, man, I got you. Let's do it. And then he said, well, um, I wanted him to do the whole thing. I wanted him to, to pencil ink it and color it. And he said, well, is it okay if my friend colors it? And I said, you know, well, I mean, let me see some of his work, but I'm sure it'd be fine. And they sent over size work and it was, I mean, it was amazing. I said, absolutely. Let's bring him on. And so um, Koi actually brought Sai on for us. And so that, I mean, that was great. And they're actually really close friends. So they were able to work really closely between, you know, what he was creating with the art and, you know, then saying, hey, well, let's do this, let's do this with the colors. Um, and so that's how that, that came to be. And I thought it was a pretty cool, you know, interaction. Well, this seems to be, I guess, one of the better stories that I've heard with um, artists working with uh, collaborators on their projects. Um, you've had other projects other than uh, Scarlet Ranger, has it always been an easy ride for you or has there been some difficulty finding collaborators when you're, with your work? Yeah, I've actually had a very um, blessed ride in being able to find different artists to work with. Um, I try to spend a lot of time just building relationships, you know, with writers and artists, you know, being able to support their work and, you know, I'll I'll DM and say, hey, how you doing? You know, and just talk to them, not even about work, but just, hey, how's life, how are things going? And we just, I try to build a, a repertoire with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so then, you know, when it's time to work, now it's, hey, I'm working on this thing and I've already built some type of friendship or relationship with you. Um, and so now it just feels more, it's less like business and it's just, hey, I'm working on this thing. I know you're my friend. Can we, can we try to do this together? Um, and so I don't know, that's how it's been for me. But there are, when, when I try to do it cold, when I just try to go find an artist, it is really difficult to, to get on the, you know, the same page and to find somebody who, 
you know, is going to be there and not flake out on you. I mean, it is really difficult. And I've heard some absolute horror stories. I have not experienced it yet. So I'll, I'll knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing these interviews for a while. And I've had uh, creators tell me about how they paid someone up front and then the, the artist disappeared on them. And, you know, um, they'll make something for them. And, and then like, um, when it's time to get paid, they disappear again too and stuff like that it's just or they'll they'll have they'll find an artist that they like and then they'll tell them what they want and then when they get the uh return product it's nothing of what they wanted but they still have to pay them anyway because you have to pay people what they worth like you have to pay them for their time so then you had to start all over again so i'm glad you've had a, a better time with finding collaborators for your project and and i think i think another thing is you know, sometimes when you find an artist, you might jump right into the book. Something else that I've done is I've just gotten commissions from artists, right? So that's a lot less cheaper than trying to do the entire book. So, you know, I'll pay, you know, $200 for a commission. And there now that there have been times where I've gotten it back and it's like, okay, this is not really, you know, what we talked about, but I'm only out, you know, $200. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not that big of a deal for me, you know what I'm saying? And so that's another way of just trying to sort of vet, you know what I'm saying? The, the people that you're trying to work with is doing smaller projects. And then once you realize, like, okay, this might work, then taking it, you know, to that next level, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's better to come, to be out of pocket with a couple of hundred dollars and a couple thousand dollars. Sure, for sure. <laughs> um, So how was your experience with world building i mean this is the only project that i know about um from you but i know that you have other pretty much like a portfolio of other work so how has the world building for you because that's always been an issue for me was world building like i have it in my head right. but then you have to have the laws and the status quo in your in your world so how has that been for you yeah i think um you know for me when i think about world building i think sometimes we as writers, we can bog ourselves down with trying to come up with all the little details. Um, but what I find is that sometimes with world building, you really just need to change one thing. And when you change that one thing, it actually can begin to shift a bunch of other things, right? And so for me, I just try to think of like, if, for example, if, if I have a world where there's crystals that glow, right? Like they become a light source, right? Well, now when I think about, do these people use fire still? You know what I'm saying? So now well, maybe they don't use fire as much. They're going to use the crystals. So if they're not going to use fire, then that might go into, they might cook differently. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't need the fire to, as a light source. So I don't know. I just try to, I just try to go down the rabbit hole of the different connections that different things that is norm, that might be normal to me. If I take that one thing out, then how does it how does it change everything? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like how is it how it affects everything around you? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that makes, I I actually never thought about it like that before. That's a really good advice. Word, word. And so with Scarlet Ranger, one of the things about Scarlet Ranger is that it's um he lives in a city that's um it's like the leading it's like one of the leaders in the world of technology, right? And so the world is sort of cyberpunky. It's not super cyberpunk, but it's sort of cyberpunky. And so I try to, you know, like the villains that he encounters are cyberpunk. You know, they have like these tech, these tech, 
technological type of advancements and things of that nature. Um, and so I just try to carry that, you know, throughout the story in, in this book, but also in, in the future, um, the future books that come in the series, you see more of that in the world, that, that cyberpunk technology um, focused um, theme, I guess you could call it. Okay, uh, what advice would you offer to other creators and comics writers you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Um, I, would, <laughs> I, I would say start now. I would say don't wait. I would say start now. I would say start before you're ready. I would say do not wait for it to be perfect. Um, I think so often, I'll speak for myself. Part of the reason why Scarlet Ranger wasn't here before is because I was waiting for it to be perfect. I wanted to tell the best story. I wanted everything to look like a DC book or a Marvel book. I wanted it to be the best of the best, right? But the reality is the only way to get to that point is to, is to start where you are and to build and progress to that, to that place you want to be at, you know? And so I would just say like, you know, start wherever you are, start now, start small. You know what I'm saying? I started doing short, you know, the first thing I wrote was a short 10 page comic book. Then I wrote a, another 10 page comic book and I'm still writing these, these small things. And my thing is like, this is how we build up to where we want to be. You know, this is the foundation and it might not always look, you know, what you want to look like in the future, you don't have to look like that right now in order to begin what it is that you want to begin, you know? Um, and so that would be what I say, start now, start before you're ready. Yeah, you know, what, what I um, just learned or what I've been telling people recently, because I had just did an interview with someone else and he asked me that question. Um, and I tell people when, you know how when you, when your kids learn ABCs, you know how when you, you, you remember when your kids learn ABCs and they know A, B, C, but they don't know the rest of it. And then they go to elemental P Right, right, I don't right. even say it, they say El, El, Elmo, P, right. and then they go to X, Y, Z at the end. Right. And they kind of just skip over all the letters. And it's, I've been telling people recently, you're at A. And some people are not even at A. They're just kind of just looking at, they're overwhelmed with all of these letters right. that they're not even, they haven't even started at A. Right. So you're at A and you're looking at Z. You're looking at yonders all the way. That may be 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. Yes. And you're already thinking about that, but see, that's how you end up getting, you know, really anxious and then you don't want to do it any, you don't want to do it at all. Right? right. Right. So you have to start at A and then all the letters in between are, you know, it's not linear. It's not going to go straight down. You might end up skipping over one, some of the letters right? and then you have to revert back. Right. And then life, like I said, it's not linear. It's, you know, it zigzags it circles. It goes back around. It does whatever else it does. You know, and but the thing is, you gain experience, even if you do have to revert back, which right. is something that you've gained that you didn't have when you first started. Right. So just go through the motions, go through the letters and don't worry about what's going to happen later. So, as you said, you know, I'm I, I went the long way, but you said it better is to just to start. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. you have to do. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's just to start and then you'll learn as you go. Yeah. And I, and I think the other thing, too, is. You know, for me, I didn't want people to see me at A, you know what I'm saying? I wanted them to see me at, you know, F, you know what I mean? But I've just been so grateful, you know, I'm at A right now. I feel like I'm at A and I've been so grateful to see some of these creators 
that I've been looking up to and I've been following and watching who have come back to back my Kickstarter, you know, and they're sending me messages and they're like, hey, we love what you're doing, keep going, you know, so keep going. And I'm like, I spend so much time, you know, not wanting them to see me in this place of what I think is, you know, not good enough or not perfect. And they're, it's almost like they're just waiting to lend that support, you know? And so that's why I say start now because these are the, the people that are your people are gonna show up for you, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna ride with you through your evolution so that when you get to Q and you get to R, you get to S, it's like, y'all been riding with me since A and you know what A looked like, you know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know, I just think it's a, it's a great process. You gotta love the process, you know what I'm saying? The journey. Yeah, you can't skip the process. For sure. Um, so my last question for you, Ro, is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote-unquote success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, for me, success is about um it's about doing what you love and i'll elaborate on that because that's super cliche but i think like right now i feel successful and that's because i have the ability to do i have the ability to write i have the ability to create and it, it goes back to the process for me you know it goes back to the journey like being able to be you know I, I was talking to my dad this morning, actually. I was talking to my dad and I, he was asking me about the campaign and how it was going. I'm like, dad, it's going great. And I said, the best thing about this though is just being in the game. You know, it's just being able to say, hey, I've, I'm working on this thing. It's, part, it's, it's mostly complete. And this is what I have to offer, right? And so just being able to say, this is what I have to offer to me feels like success. Like to me, I'm successful because I'm actively pursuing this dream and I'm, I'm, actively, I'm actively working towards it every single day, you know? Um, and I think everything else, you know, if, if I win awards someday, if, you know, whatever, the money comes and all these different things, if that happens, that would be cool, but that's just icing on the cake for me. Being, being in the game and, and, and learning and growing and enjoying this process and the journey, to me, that's success. And so it's funny because right now, you know, I feel successful, you know. All right. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to push for Scarlet Ranger Inheritance Part 1? Maybe discuss rewards for potential backers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Now, now that you, now that you've said rewards, now for some reason, like all of them have like flown out of my head. Um, but we have like we have keychains, we have t-shirts, um, we have we actually have some surprise gifts that will be. Um, I haven't told I haven't told anybody what this reward will be, but it. I mean, it, I think it's a great reward, but you would have to, you know, get a certain tier in order to get this reward. Um, it's basically, it's like a collector's box, but nobody actually knows what's coming in the collector's box. But anyway, uh, but we, ha we have that. We also have, um, I have some stretch goals that I'm working on now because we've actually exceeded our goal. So we're excited about that. 
Um, but I have um, an artist working on, you know, some work for me right now that we're going to include as a stretch goal. I'm going to announce it probably beginning of next week. Um, but yeah, that's that. I'm super excited about that. And to see a more organized breakdown of the the rewards, you can definitely like check out the the, the page and, and see what's on there. So. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So it's the digital copy, signed physical copy, the keychain, a t-shirt, um, a script, and then it's the surprise gift at if you pledge $250. And what you have, some people want it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were you were you surprised when you saw that some people wanted the, was big, I, the biggest tier? I was like, what? I got the notification. I'm like, okay, this is a mistake. What's going <laughs> on here? <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Cause I, I like stuff like that, like uh behind the scenes type stuff. Cause um I I'm a writer as well, urban fantasy writer, and I have um one of the first copies of my physical book. And like I was I was noting down mistakes and stuff like that, just yeah. so I, and then republishing it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna keep this and I'm gonna sell it when I make it big, and then I, or I'm gonna keep it for my kids or something like that for them to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, I want to thank the creator and writer of the comic book Scarlet Ranger Inheritance Part One, currently on Kickstarter, Ro Lamb. I highly recommend our highly recommend our listeners to give the Kickstarter a look, share, and or back if they can. All of Ro's socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter link. Again, I am KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm.